five. Oh, what shall I do? For me and the other pilgrims have no food and no means of production. This land is not very fruitful, it seems. We are living in squalor. Is there anybody to help us? Greetings, stranger. Hi, what is your name? My name is Squanto, and I'm here to help save your life. Oh my goodness, Squanto, how are you going to help me and my fellow pilgrims? I'm going to show you how to put fish as fertilizer in your crops to help grow corn so you don't die. Wow, who would have thunk it? Did you? Can you believe I speak English too? I can't believe it. Uh, shall we sit and have dinner together on this most sacred day? Yes, let me invite my chief. Hello, I am Chief Massasoit. You also speak English. Is that it, historically accurate? I taught him some. Um, he taught me some. <laughs> I don't go on Urban Dictionary enough and you can learn a he lot. He knows Paquito. Paquito. Yes, I, I am Chief Massasoit and we are here for our three-day feast of Thanksgiving. But it wasn't called Thanksgiving yet, but it was based off the biblical story of the Feast of Tabernacles. And me, as the chief, I came with deer and other crops, and you guys had fish, vegetables, and potentially some turkeys that we shared with in abundance. Wow, you just said everything in the past tense. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're about to do all these things. And scene, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thanksgiving, not really Thanksgiving, but the Thanksgiving episode of Will and Amal Alive. I know you thought you just traveled back in time to our, you know, pre- pre-true American uh, pilgrimage here on, on this land with my fellow Native Americans who set up what would now become Thanksgiving. So I'm glad that you guys could join us along for that journey. Just before we get into our stories, which we are going to be covering today, the groundbreaking, apparently, Ahmad Arbery case. We're also going to be giving an update on the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack and everything around Daryl Brooks. We're going to be talking uh, through a bunch of Will's old videos where he dressed up as both a Native American and a pilgrim, correct? No, we had the Black Pilgrim. Ah, oh, the I Black pilgrim. pilgrim. Yes. Genius. Love it. And we have some crazy, crazy Thanksgiving stories to get through because the news has to keep their ideology through every holiday. So before we get into that, guys, if you are watching right now, I want to let you know that you can also listen on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Go and check out all of those apps and you can listen to Will and Amla Live rather than watch us on any given day. Yes, you can. <laughs> Did your microphone break? It keeps breaking. It's break, breaking. It's okay. okay. Here, if you it's... need to switch over to the other mic, just go to the other mic. I will. And I'll distract the people. While okay, you, you Okay. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Ahmad Arbery and what has happened with this case. So, what? <laughs> that won't work. What won't work? Switching to the mic. You just got to make it work there. Okay, right. guys, we're going to make it work here. We always make it work on Will and Amal Live through our technical difficulties. First and foremost, we are going to get into, before we get to the fun stuff, we have to get through the stuff that's probably not as fun to talk about as Thanksgiving is to talk about. And that, right now, that's the Ahmad Arbery case. But I, this is pretty much good news. I think across the board, everybody liked the outcome that we got from the jury on this case. Uh, here's the headline here out of Daily Wire. Breaking father and son found guilty of murder of Ahmad Arbery. So all three white men involved with this case have been found guilty of the murder of Ahmad Arbery. For those of you not familiar uh, with the case of Ahmad Arbery, uh, this happened last year uh, where Ahmad was in uh, this neighborhood, these three men ended up tracking him down because they thought that he was uh, robbing their neighborhood or at least scoping it out to do so. And the encounter ended with Ahmad Arbery dying. Now, justice has been served in this case. All of them have been found guilty of the murder of Ahmad Arbery, even though we apparently live in a white supremacist nation and that our criminal justice system is just inherently bent against black people. It's really interesting that we got this outcome on this case. Mm -hmm. And it's not like we're here crying or the people on Fox News are going and crying about this. I mean, we accept what happened in the trial and, and view it as, yes, that is what they came to and they saw the evidence and that must be the truth. You know, we're not out here making a whole fuss about something like the people on the left were after Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted. There's no fussing around. We understand that this is the truth and this is what it came to. Absolutely. And if you should want justice in all cases, regardless of the person's skin color. Now, 
everybody who was just crying about our justice system after the Rittenhouse verdict is suddenly cheering it on, suddenly saying that we found justice in America. And of course, they'll use the case. Well, this is just one case. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in all the cases. Doesn't mean we don't have a systemic problem. Uh, look at what just happened. Three white men found guilty of killing a black man. And, and that is somehow not emblematic of where our justice system is right now. It's what I'm amazed by is just the amount of subscription to ideology. You can go back even further. You can go and look at Breonna Taylor, her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, who shot a cop and got this guy was black. Kenneth Walker was black and he got off with self-defense. OK, the justice system didn't nail this guy to the cross and say, oh, he just he shot this person just to shoot him. No, he got off on self-defense. Rightly so. Rightly so. So, I mean, all of these things, they want to claim that it's this racist country where the justicism is is put against black people. Yep. If the justice system was against black people, then the guy in Waukesha, Waukesha, yeah, I can <laughs> right. never say that, in Waukesha, yeah. then he wouldn't have gotten a thousand dollar bail, right? Right. To get out there. He would have been in jail for life or something yeah. like that. So, then I mean, yeah. it, it never would have happened. The incident right. would never happen. We wouldn't even be talking about it. Now, the person who sums this up the best, I think, is Marcus Arbery, the, the father of Ahmaud Arbery. Here's what he had to say after the verdict came out. For real, all life matters. All life. Yes. Not just black children. We don't want to see nobody go through this. Nobody. I don't want to see no daddy watch the kid get left and shot down like that. That's right, Ma. So it's all our problem. It's all our problem. So, hey, let's keep fighting. Let's keep doing it and making this place a better place for all human beings. Amen. All human beings. Amen. Everybody. Love everybody. Love everybody. All human beings need to be treated equally. For real? Wow, listen to that. And look who's behind him, nodding his head along to All Lives Matter. <laughs> Nothing, oh, no one other than Mr. Sharpton. How amazing is that? How amazing oh, is that? I mean, it's totally disregarding what he has said historically in the past about the All Lives Matter movement, people saying All Lives Matter. Anytime someone said All Lives Matter, I mean, Al Sharpton basically called him out as a racist because you're not acknowledging that Black Lives Matter. Yep. That's not what all lives matter is about. All lives matter is literally all lives matter. Yep. All lives do matter. I can understand why this guy's father would not want to be associated with Black Lives Matter, yep. a terrorist organization that goes around destroying cities and, and yeah, doing terrible things. So I, he said exactly the right thing. He said the message of unity that all people believe in. I'm 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 I'm. Wondering what the, the outcry from the left is going to be out after seeing this and, and what, you know, they're going to say about his message. They will go, they will say justice has been served in this case, but this is not the case for all black men. It's not the case for the U.S. criminal justice system. And because he is the father of Ahmaud Arbery, they will not along to him saying all lives matter for now. But I'm sure they won't give him a platform to do that any longer than that. Uh, and to see Al Sharpton just simply, mm-hmm. Oh, let me nod my head to All Lives Matter, even though I've negated that my entire career as an activist or whatever he wants to call himself. It, it, it's amazing that the words have to come out of a specific mouth for people to consider them. And that's what happened here. But, you know, kudos to him, to Marcus Aubrey, for saying what is true. And what is true is that All Lives Matter and that nobody deserves for this to happen to their son or their daughter or their family member. And this is justice. This is what justice is. And mind you, by a mostly white jury, People complain up and down the street about how Kyle Rittenhouse's jury was mostly white. This jury was mostly white. And look at how the justice system prevailed in this case and rethink what you would label as a white supremacist system. Really think about that. Think about the claim that you're making and see if it's justifiable, because I can guarantee you that it's not. Yeah. And this wasn't in New York or D.C. or anything like that in some like very liberal place, you know, where white people are so woke. This was not this was, I believe, in the South where, where the trial took place, you know, someplace where people say, oh, this is Georgia. Oh, yeah. yeah, Georgia and Georgia. Right. This happened in Georgia where people are, you know, supposedly all these racist white supremacists because they voted for Trump or a conservative. And it's like, no, no, you are flat out wrong. I love it. There's nothing better than when the left's messages of, of division and, and, and new racism that they talk about are just proven flat out wrong. There's nothing better. It brings me so much joy to see them just get proven wrong. Can only hope that it happens more and more and more. But it does. It happens daily. That's why we talk about it on this show. Now, let's get into an update around the Waukesha 
Christmas parade attack perpetrated by a one Daryl Brooks. Candace Owens tweeted out, this is Daryl Brooks, a registered sex offender with a long criminal record. Just last week, Daryl was arrested and released after running over his baby mama. Daryl was on the streets and able to kill five more people, plus injure 48 because Democrats sponsor black terrorism. That was her tweet. Now, a man by the name name of Keith Olbermann responded and said, remember to report this tweet as misleading political information and help get this scum at real Candace Owens banned from Twitter. For what? Sir, for what? It's the confidence for me because what? Nothing that she said was false. Nothing that she said was false. This guy is a registered sex offender. He was released after running over a woman with his car. He did subsequently kill five people after being released and he injured 48 more. The, the Wikipedia page for this says that it's a car crash. They Gosh. say the Waukesha car crash. And that's like they're rewriting history. They're making history in their image. What's scary about what that guy said is that he wants to get her banned for false information. To think that you can't say something that might be considered false. I mean, that's what that's what the world is. I mean, the amount of things that I've said in my entire life that are false. I mean, extraordinary amount of things. We mm-hmm. all we've all said things that probably we found out to not be true. Right? Do you get banned? Should you not be allowed to say things because you said things that are false? Right. That's what freedom of speech is about. Freedom right. of speech is about being able to make mistakes and and take the best arguments and 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 choose what you think is is right. I mean that that's what it's all about. To think that because you put out misinformation, even if it was misinformation, mm-hmm. let's say Candace was lying about all these things, that still doesn't mean that you should be banned off of a platform. Right. There are other there are other legal avenues for somebody who goes and blatantly lies about somebody or their record or what should be done to them. There's there's laws for that. And one of those laws is not taking them off the Internet and censoring their accounts. And him to say for him to say that this is misleading political information. What political statement? What political statement? Because she ended it with saying that Democrats sponsor black terrorism. It sure does look like it because they're not telling the truth around this situation and they're calling it an accident. They're calling it unintentional. They're calling it a car crash when it was none of those things. A man took his SUV and barreled through a parade of people knowing he was doing so. So how is that an accident? How is that unintentional? It's not. And it could some, have stopped at any moment. Any moment. Literally just stop. Any moment. He could have not done it very easily and he intentionally did it so you have to be pretty disconnected from reality to to believe any of that you he would literally have to be high on pcp to do that unintentionally i have there's no excuse there's no excuse for it and from what he's put on social media who knows? Maybe it is calculated. Maybe he did plan to do that, but he definitely did it intentionally. And somebody who's come out, a celebrity who's come out and challenged the mainstream media narrative around this is Deborah Messing. Do you guys know Deborah Messing? I'm very familiar with Deborah Messing. Okay. Well, she's an actress. <laughs> <One second. laughs> All I know her from is Will and Grace. Not that I ever watched it, but what else was she in? She's in Will and Grace. She was in a show called Smash. She's in a couple of bigger movies too. Regardless, Deborah Messing came out and tweeted, Dear mainstream media, a man intentionally drove his car through a parade, killing six and injuring 50 plus. It was not an accident. Call it by its name. Hashtag Waukesha Massacre. And it was a domestic terror attack. Don't minimize, please. More like great. Deborah never missing. <laughs> Whatever. Stupid joke. Um, oh, that was a really bad joke. I know. But it's good to see celebrities talk about this. It really is. It really is. They have far more reach than we do. And to be and so forward with it. She's usually a super lib on the on Twitter, yeah. from what I recall, too, yes. right? She's usually like always aligned she with is the, the mainstream narrative. Yep. This one, apparently, just the facts were too obvious. She actually maybe took a second to look at the facts of the case and yep. look at what's going on and realizing that the media is gaslighting people and good on her for calling it out. Good it's on like her. so obvious, though. I know. I mean, how do you not believe this? I'm seeing people in Twitter replies when I'm talking about this and all over social media who are coming out and saying it was accidental and all this. I'm like, how? How do you say that? How do you look at all of Twitter and go online and see all this stuff and yep. really think that that is true? That's like there's a there's literally something switched off in your brain to be thinking that that there's is a shield. The case. There's a shield. There's a guard. It's like more than a shield. It's like a a wall and bubble wrap and craziness. Like, how can you believe that? Yeah. To know that the guy did this, that he's literally speeding through, murdering people. And you can say, oh, it was an accident. 
when you can literally stop your car at any point. Have they never been in a car before? Have they never been in a car to just stop yeah. when they see people in front of them to think that it's an accident? Like you have, I mean, that's even beyond just like leftism yep. or like media bias. Like you just have to be so out of touch with literally anything. Yeah. With just reality in general. Oh. To watch that video and see it. It's so obviously clear. So obviously intentional. But that's what wo- wokeism does is when yep. it destroys your ability to see reality for what quote, it is. Despite the abundance of information, you will still subscribe to your particular set of ideology. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how abundant. It doesn't matter if I throw studies, the footage, the person. It doesn't matter if he gets on television tomorrow and goes, yeah, I did this intentionally. Still, the narrative will persist. It is amazing. To- <sighs> It's so dumb. It is. It's really dumb. It's infuriating. It is infuriating. Yep. You can stop your car at <laughs> any point. How can you be so dumb? Yeah. Like, seriously. It's excuses because as soon as you see something that falls outside the narrative that you've been told or the ideology that you've been pushing, your immediate instinct is I need to defend myself. I need to get super defensive about this and I need to find any loophole that I can to get myself out of an admission here. And that's what they're doing. Uh, But there are good people who are fighting the narrative. Deborah Messing is one of those people. Luckily, we have another person. Yes, today, (laughs) today. We might not always have her on our side, but today we do now. Moving on to some other good news around the the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Uh, J.J. Watt, a player for the Cardinals, is coming out and offering to pay all of the funeral costs for the six victims of the parade. Uh, So he, Watt, was born in Waukesha and played football for a high school there. And obviously this is very close to home for him. So he's come out and offered to pay for all the funeral costs of the victims, which is a very nice thing to do. That is really nice. Yeah. Good standing up and doing that. Yeah. You know? Where, where are the Cardinals uh, in the NFL? What's, what's, what state or city, Amala? Okay. Cardinals. Redbird. Uh, southern state? <clears throat> I, is, it, is it a southern state? Can I at least get that? Is that your final answer? No, that's not my final answer, but <laughs> is it a southern state? You can't ask me for yeah. clue. No, it's not it's a southern state. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have literally no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Good job. Maine. 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 Maine doesn't even have a. I know a they don't. Team. I didn't know they don't have a sports team. So the I Maine just, lobster I just, catchers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in from? Arizona. Arizona Cardinals. Anyway. Wow, tragic. We will do more uh, more sports testing on this show for me because I literally don't know a single thing except for that UF is the Gators. And that they created Gatorade. So that's a good fact. <laughs> that's what Amala walks into a party. And that's the first thing that she right. does to get people to like her. Yeah. And all the, all the guys are just in love with me after that. That's mm-hmm. what I do. That's how I catch them. I walk up to a guy. I'm like, do you know that the UF team is the Gators? Mm-hmm. That's that like Will Gatorade. yesterday when we had Nick Cersei on, he mentioned that he was in a movie with Nick Cage and Will was like, oh, I know a fact about Nick Cage. <laughs> what was the fact, Will? <laughs> it was about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh God! I he know. turned down playing Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Wow! wow. I'm even said it right. Yeah, good job. Most people mistake and say Aragorn. Wow, that's what I say. Well, I'm completely, you know, I'm, I'm talented in that way. We're gonna get into another news story here. We might have trouble in the American trucking industry. Why? Because not only are they saying no to vaccine mandates, they're saying hell no. Hell nah, brother. It's a vaccine mandate. And this might be reminiscent of um, a man by the name of Ice Cube who was slated to be in a movie called Oh Hell No. And then they asked him to get vaccinated and he said, Oh Hell No. (laughs) (laughs) So now he has truckers doing the exact same thing. Here's the video. Getting from them on that, just all of them required for a vaccine to do business. Yeah, I want to be clear and qualify this, that this isn't about being pro or anti-vax for us. Um, you know, we're been, we've been moving the vaccine, PPE and test kits. So this is uh, something our industry is very forward leaning on. Uh, but in our sample survey of our fleets, uh, it, it came back as 37% of our drivers not only said no, but hell no. Now let's just take a conservative number. Let's just say 3.7%, not 37%. We're to actually leave rather than get the vaccine. That'd be catastrophic. 
we're already short 80,000. That's going to inflate to a quarter million. So for us, you know, we've tried to be very clear with the administration that if you do this, I understand the logic behind it, but if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you know, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem that you're trying to fix on the vaccine side. So, you know, be careful what you wish for here. Uh, I also don't think, Congressman, that OSHA has the jurisdiction to do this. Ooh, (laughs) this will be very interesting. Not just 80,000 truckers, which we're we're dealing with now, a quarter of a million. Well, that's with a 3.7% estimate. If it was 37%. Even more. I mean, that's like, I'm not very good at math, but millions (laughs) of truck drivers. Yeah. Millions who said, hell no, we're not doing this. Oh, hell no. I mean, super chat. Trizzy now says I'm a hazmat trucker and I say hell no. Hey, Trizzy. Good for you, Trizzy. I'm I'm very curious to see just how far this administration, as well as the people in charge, will go when it comes to ideology and putting ideology above safety. Because I think back historically, I mean, I think back to the French Revolution and why they revolted. I think back to medieval times and you had these lords and you had the king and you had all these people who were in charge and they had these horrible taxes on the people and they treated them horribly and they were able to get, you know, essentially all of the goods that they needed. I mean, the rich were living like kings because they were kings, right? Mm -hmm. For King Louis XVIII, I mean, he was living like a king in in France while the rest of his people along the countryside and in the city starved. And so, you know, people, I think there are people who will say, you know, they won't go through with it. They won't go through with it because then they know that that's going to hurt the American economy and cripple us. But it's like, it comes to a certain point where it's like these people who are in charge, the rulers, they don't give a crap. And they're going mm-hmm. to do this regardless, just like looking through history for years and years and years. Look at the pharaohs in ancient Egypt and the kings in medieval Europe. Look at the Huns. Look at Alex- all these different people. And all of these leaders throughout history have always sacrificed their people for themselves because they're not going. their supply chain isn't going to be messed up. You think they're not going to be able to send ice cream to the White House? They can send as much ice cream to the White House as they want. They can send as you much know? chocolate chocolate chip as they want. Exactly. Like, that's not going to be disrupted. <laughs> but we do live in a republic. So uh, what they run the risk of is the pendulum swinging back and swinging back real hard if they tank our economy with this mandate. Ancient Rome was a republic. It crashed it the same way. The the all the the, the ancient um, emperors. I mean, uh, so many of them lived these incredibly decadent lifestyles, disgusting decadent lifestyles, and 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 taxed the people very heavily and did not care. And con- and even though they had the largest empire the world has ever seen, they still got all the things that they needed and basically said screw screw all the other people. You know, you get to a level of power and enormity with your civilization that. You get to a point where your head is so large that you say, you know, I don't need all these people. I'm the one in charge. I don't need all these people. And then your civilization yeah. falls. Then your empire falls. So these kinds of things, I'm, I'm curious to see what will happen um, and, and to see if it'll get to a place where, sadly, the empire falls or if people, you know, wake up and, and, and try and change some things. But I, I am unsure. I don't know. Uh, most people are on our side or at least think on our side they just have to be active on our side and if 37 percent of truck drivers really say hell no and actually stop doing their jobs uh this is going to be massive this is going to be big in in regard to our fight uh and our place in this fight and it will be a, a show of power i mean we see it we see it happen and we see it work we just need to follow through on it and we need to get through the the barriers that are really tough to get over when it when it comes to fighting these things the barriers of of losing our jobs the barriers of being ostracized by our society and by our communities and the people around us the barriers of having arguments on a day-to-day basis with people over these things we have to get over that and continue to fight and when we do who knows if you are a truck driver or a family member of a truck driver or you know know about truck driver stuff (laughs) Get in touch with us and and let us know what's happening. Go on Instagram, message me, send me the rallies that you guys are going to plan. Send me if there's any petitions, send me if there's any upcoming lawsuits or any stuff like that. I would love to see what you guys are doing. Okay. If you know truck drivers, you are a truck driver, whatever it is. I mean, I want to, I want to be someone to elevate your guys's voice. Okay. So whatever it is that 
that I can do for you, that Amla can do for you, that this show can do for you to show that we support you and that we want to get your message out. But it takes you starting things. Okay, yep. I can't start these things <clears throat> for you. If you are a truck driver, you have to start the rallies. You have to start the, the correspondence to get this change. You have to do those things. But if you do those things and you send it to us either through email um, or on Instagram, if, if we see it, um, we, we want to share it. We want yep. people to know what is going on because truly this is this is evil in its entirety and these people who are doing this to you and to the rest of the country and all of these things are sacrificing the rest of the country for their own gain and their own power and I won't stick up for that, okay? I know. Yeah, I know what I people know. in power can do. <laughs> we support you guys. We really do. So do please do reach out to us and let us know how the battle's going. Before we get into the fun Thanksgiving stuff because we still want to keep it light and cheery on this holiday season even with all the insanity happening around us. Here's this just funny tweet from the Women's March that we wanted to go over really quickly. They tweeted out we apologize deeply for the email that was sent today. $14.92 was our average donation amount this week. It was an oversight on our part to not make the connection to a year of colonization, conquest, and genocide for indigenous people, especially before Thanksgiving. That's the year Columbus sailed over. <laughs> right? Yes. Got it. 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So they couldn't, they put out an email saying, hey guys, like just to let you know, our average donation is 1492. And people got upset saying, like, how dare you? Women's March, <laughs> I am very upset with you. Okay. <laughs> This is horrible. This is oh terrible. I can't believe you. It must be very triggering for you. It is triggering. It is. How dare you upset our indigenous allies in their battle against Columbus Day by telling the truth, the objective truth, that your average donation was $14.92? Well, I don't think any indigenous people probably got upset by this. No. There's probably feminist white ladies it's who just, got upset You by have this. to search so hard. For offense in that, mm -hmm. you have to search so hard to look at that $14.92 and go, that's triggering. Oh, my groceries come out to seventeen seventy six. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, fascist scumbag. My, my groceries really started at sixteen nineteen, and you added this extra cost oh on God. here. The cashier's like, ma'am, do you want to put like a pack of gum on your, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no. No, I want, I want it for free, actually. I want you to pay for my groceries, yeah. white man. My I'm black, goodness. Actually. I'm black, actually. I'm actually a quarter black. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up. You're not, you're not really black. When I went to the when I went to the store today to get this headdress, this reminded me of that. I went in and I was looking around and they were like I was like, Do you guys have any Native American headdresses? And they're like, Yeah, we do, but you know, it's it's in the back. I'm like, what do you mean it's in the back? They're like, oh, some people got offended, so we had to move them into the back. So if you want one, I got to go into the back and get it for you. I was like, oh, bunch of crybabies, huh? So stupid. And they were like, yeah, all people crying. I was like, okay. And then they brought this out for me, and I bought it. Imagine going to a store and being like, how dare you sell this? I know. How dare you? I know. Get it out of my sight right now to your minimum wage worker who's just like, okay, yeah. what the hell? I know. They're like, I don't make these kind of decisions. Right. He's like, I just, I started working here like a week ago. Yeah, I just sell this stuff. Yeah. He's like, You're corporate gonna... told me to put the headdresses in the front for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Karen. Karen. <laughs> Horrible. It's so ridiculous. Wow. I know. Oh my goodness. Well, well, you've been trying to combat this sort of, uh, this sort of anger and this sort of a triggering for a very long time. We have a video of yours from 2018 of you dressing up as a Native American on a campus. Do you want to give background or you want to just get right into it? Let's just get into it. Okay. When I was a younger man. When he was, he looks very young in this video. Thank well, you. Let's see it. Is that a compliment? I think so. Sure. Because I was younger. Yeah. There you go. They snatched off my headdress. Harassment, <laughs> yo. Yeah, it's harassment. They snatched off my headdress. We got the Black Pilgrim here. They snatched it off this entire class. They were stalking us and they uh, ripped off my stuff. Great. What's up guys, this is Will Witt with Tribe PragerU and today we went to California State University Northridge to give out a pumpkin pie and ask people what they're thankful for. Unfortunately, it got a little out of hand and crazy and we ended up getting chased off campus. Take a look. If I hear about and I can do something, best believe I'm gonna show up. Right, you have your First okay. Amendment right to do yeah. that. Yeah, like and I we respect your First this. Amendment rights. So thank you. You guys don't, like this is racist as f Why not me? Why not me? Why not no, me? this guy's racist too. The Native Americans class. Brock came out to so yell at us. We're f***ing college student. If you put that anywhere, like, you're f***ing 
dead, bro. You're so, is that a threat? Oh, You're endangering me because of you. There's a there's an Indian thing. I'm not endangering anyone. Where? Anyone. I'm because standing here. Because you think it's here. okay to dress up like me. I like how she goes, Indian natives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She couldn't even get it right. <laughs> Indian, I mean natives. You racist. Can't believe you called him an Indian. Oh my gosh, I want to keep watching. I'm invested. For you to come out here and just like think people you don't just usually wear tell this. me that people don't usually tell you to take it off well no like, they, they don't put it on put it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all my girlfriends yeah will goes to the put pool and they're like put it on put it on oh goodness like no meaning is like Can you explain like why specifically it's offensive it's a caricature like you guys are like literally playing and in, in, like you're dressed up as a pilgrim you know there's no offense but there was like no black people as pilgrims like they are wrecking there actually shit. was I looked it up. We're black pilgrims. Okay, but what about the natives then? Okay, I'm sorry about that. Thanksgiving is celebrating, celebrating peace. Us. It's them coming together it and really having a dinner together. Us. The first Thanksgiving feast was to celebrate the slaughter of Native Americans. It actually wasn't like the first feast wasn't really honoring any. But nobody celebrates it like that now. Typically, a class you would spend reading books. So they sent a whole class. Out to get us. This Native American class is now sent out to come and and talk to us. I don't identify as a man of color. Stop calling me that. Stop calling me that. There goes the snatch. There's nice the sauce. snatch. They snatched off my headdress. Harassment, yo. Yeah, it's harassment. Oh, and all the NPCs just flock mm -hmm. to shout the same thing over and over again. This is offensive. You're an effing racist. The amount of profanity within the two minutes that I just watched. It's just. No, it was quite wild. It's concerning. And so actually they threw the headdress. I never got the headdress back. Mm -hmm. This is a new one I bought. And they went and they took the headdress. So the class that came out to, to astonish me, to destroy me, was a class learning Native American history. It was like a history class. Mm -hmm. And the teacher was the one who actually brought them out. The teacher oh. was like a racist. And she brought them out to come and like say this to me. And then they kept the headdress and they memorial. I got, because one of the kids in the class was a fan actually. Mm -hmm. And he was like, dude, this is crazy. I don't know why we're out here. This is horrible. <laughs> and, and they put it, they put, they took the headdress and they put it as like a memorial inside oh. the classroom. Oh. Like they have it like up. That's as hilarious. Like, as like, remember this day. As like the, like, I bet, like seriously, dude, it's so stupid. They like were like, this is like a, a a racist thing, and they put it up in their class to like mourn over it. I bet every semester when this teacher gets a new set of students, she shows your video. I bet a hundred percent. I'm gonna place my bet right now that she shows your video. I wish they did. I I don't know because I my bet video makes them look like losers. No, they're gonna be like, this is us combating bigotry. Like, look at my class of 2018 combating this bigotry. Such courage. Yeah. Right. 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 They show you as a, an example of Native American racism. And she said that Thanksgiving was about the slaughter of Native Americans. It wasn't. That's not, not what it was about. It was about them coming together to because they were going to die. And they, they figured it out. Squanto and the pilgrims came together with the tribe of Massasoit. And they worked together to have a great feast and, and, and live off the land and be together. You know? That's what it was. There's, a, there's a video that tells the whole story at PragerU.com. The yeah. first Thanksgiving. Check it out. Oh my gosh. Go check it out. Go to PragerU.com. Now you did the same thing but with actual Native Americans mm -hmm. and went and saw, talked to them and asked them if they thought it was offensive. This is one of my favorite videos of all time, just so you guys know. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? This is Will Witt with PragerU. Today we're at the Navajo Nation and we're talking to people today about political correctness, issues facing their community and their culture. Let's do it. Do you find the name Washington Redskins, is that offensive to you? Um, I don't think so. I, in my personal opinion, no. Um, I am a Washington Redskins fan. You know, I don't think it's terrible, you know, because the Redskins actually came down last year to with our Native American people and taught them how to do football, the little kids, you know. I don't find it offensive. Someone came to me and called me a redskin to my face. Hey, it's my fault for letting that hurt me. Um, I believe Based. as Navajos Based. and as Native Americans, we have larger issues to deal with 
the name calling. Yeah. Like that. I like the Cleveland Indians. So I thought that was pretty cool. But some people would say that was like a drunken native on a on a logo. You know what I mean? But the Redskins, I don't. I mean, that's a historic. That's a fighter. You know what I mean? And like you look at the Apache helicopters. You look at the Navajo Code Talkers, you see people jumping on airplanes saying Geronimo. So that's just admiration that the, the, the American cultures that's adapting and bringing into their, their environment. We can't dwell on the past. Progress is in the future, and so we have to look forward as Native people. I didn't know if you heard about Elizabeth Warren talking about one 1,024th Native American, mm -hmm. putting that out there. What does that mean to you when she says that? I think that's just a, a way of kind of having an advantage yeah. being in, in a political position yeah. based let me ask a question back um, if I were you know maybe in a different country let's say Ireland and maybe I had 1% and I was trying to claim the 1% you know what I mean kind of like that you know what I mean what would you say are the biggest issues right now facing the Navajo community um, definitely language and culture preservation and realizing that it is something we need to preserve and it's something very special and unique something that a lot of uh, people don't get to enjoy. It's, it's a cool thing being Navajo and being Native American in this day and age. Yeah. If someone were to dress up as a Native American for Halloween, what do you think about that, someone outside of the community? There's a fine line there. Uh, for me, there are uh, totems, there are pieces of attire and regalia that are authentic and only meant to be worn during certain times or certain acts of, of ceremony. Um, but, you know, if you go to... Walgreens or Walmart or the Halloween store or, you know, a costume specialty store, you buy something that's obviously fake. I don't really have a problem with that. You know, this. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So it's so amazing to me that you can go on a college campus and everybody's offended. They're cursing you out. They're calling you a racist. They're calling you a bigot. And then you go to an actual reservation of the Navajo people and you ask them the same exact thing. And there's no contention whatsoever. There's complete understanding. They say that you're admiring what they do and who they are. And so that guy who, who just said that last thing, mm -hmm. he was awesome. I didn't know him before, but we, we go there. And I was able, so this was a Kismet festival, which is kind of a festival that happens around Christmas time on the Navajo reservation. Um, and so we went to this festival to interview people. And, and I got in touch with one of them to making sure that we could film and all that. And that one guy who we talked to, he wasn't just like some random Native American or like a conservative who we found who lived there or anything like that. This guy was a tour guide at the reservation and would take people around, especially a lot of white people who would come to the reservation and show them around and say, hey, here's our culture. Here's the things we believe in. So like this guy was educated on the culture. He was a master on like what the Navajos were about and, and what they really believe. It's like all these people. So, you know, this wasn't just some guy who we found to agree with us. This was like a professional in the field of, yep. of Navajo culture, which was so cool because I didn't expect, I didn't know that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and we went and talked to him and it, it was, that was truly one of the greatest things that I've had the ability to do. Go to that reservation and, and talk to those people. It was so cool. It's awesome. It was so cool, man. And it points out the flaw in leftism. It's like you're giving this advocacy that is so unneeded. That is so unneeded. You are uh, choosing to represent or be an advocate or a representative of people who are not asking you to do that. And they're certainly not asking you to do that for the issues that you're choosing. Like Will wearing a headdress right now is not an issue that the Navajo people want you fighting for. Why don't you fight for some? Why don't you fight for the preservation of their their culture and their traditions, or fight against the the way that reservations uh, are ha having trouble with alcoholism and suicide? Why aren't you talking about that? Why don't Instead, you make it so that Native Americans can get a loan from the government for a, if, if, if that they want to get off the reservation? You know how hard it is for them right. to get loans to get off. And how you have incentivized them basically to stay on the reservation forever because you give them free benefits yep. instead of actually going out into the real world and doing stuff. The government has, has ruined the Native Americans. And this isn't just going back to like the Trail of Tears. This is going back to more recently, yep. more recent administrations with how they treat them with a basically, it's basically socialism on the reservation. There's no other way to put it. It is literally socialism because they give them all these things for free. People don't work and they stay in these places and never, you know, rise above to do anything great. And that's super sad. And it's because... The government essentially has turned the reservations into socialist communities. Yeah, focus on the real problems. And they do it with every single community that they advocate for. Like the black community, focus on education, focus on, on violence, focus on income disparity. 
with with the Hispanic community. Focus on immigration, like focus on the issues that are actually affecting people. Focus on food, focus focus on education with transgenders. Focus on the, the rate of suicide, focus on proper treatment. You pick these groups and you go, well, okay, well, you're a victim and you're a victim in the way that I tell you you are. Not in any of the problems that you express to me, not in anything that you want tackled. You're a victim in the way that I paint you as a victim and you'll forever be that. And the narrative persists regardless of what anybody says. Mm -hmm. Tragic, tragic. Now, in other Thanksgiving news, here's a headline written by Molly Jungfast. Deprogram your relatives this Thanksgiving. Maybe you'll change a harder mind or maybe you'll need to report a relative to the FBI. Makes sense. <laughs> no, my mom is getting a little far right. Right, right. <laughs> I might have to report her. I know she's watching this right now. I'm going to be like, my cousin was two blocks away from January 6th. He was two blocks away from the Capitol, FBI. Mm -hmm. Come and get him. He's at the house right now eating turkey. <clears throat> He'll be asleep in a couple hours. Come pick his ass up. I know. Well, I'm like going to get in trouble because I have to go back to Colorado. And Colorado... I'm not actually going home, but if I, I, I'm not going home because if I went back to Colorado, that would mean I was crossing state lines. And then I know my family would have a problem with that. Yep. Look, if you hear uh, your aunt complaining about uh, critical race theory in her child's education, ring up the FBI and get them <laughs> after her butt and throw her in jail. Hello, Department of Justice. Domestic terrorist reporting. Yes. My aunt is planning on showing up to the school board after Thanksgiving break. Need you to take care of this real quick. Mm -hmm. We're on it. <laughs> Can you come raid our house really quickly? Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. <laughs> bust down the door. Bust it down. Breaking through the windows. And one thing that's good, if you're talking to people about stuff on Thanksgiving, quick plug. My book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, you can go to Amazon. You can get it for $3. Okay? It's usually $15, excuse me, $15 on Kindle until Cyber Monday from today. Until Cyber Monday, my book is $3. That's How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. It gives you the tools and questions that you can use to actually talk to people, ask the right questions, persuasion tactics on all the biggest topics. So you can go Amazon, Kindle app, whatever. My book is $3, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies. But it, it only lasts until Monday. So get it before Monday or by Monday. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to need it because as much as we try to avoid the contentious arguments and the politics at the Thanksgiving dinner table, some people don't. Here's something that Dave Rubin tweeted out. It's a screenshot from uh, Joy Henningsen, MD. That's terrifying. My family yes. will have a hashtag and hashtag empty chair. Uh, at our Thanksgiving table this year, not because we lost someone to cancer or trauma or violence or war, but because we lost someone to hashtag misinformation. Only the vaccinated may attend for safety. Many families will feel this pain. It's sad that many families will feel that pain. It is. It's. I met a kid when I was uh, speaking at Winona State University. I forget what his name is, but he said he's no longer invited to his Thanksgiving or his uh, family's Christmas because he's not vaccinated. That's so sad. His own parents. That's said, so sad. Yeah, it's so, and he was so sad to just like, he didn't, he can, was almost like choking to tell me that it was happening. It's, it's devastating. It's usually the opposite. It's usually the, the, the parents want the kids to come and then the kids will say, no, you're not vaccinated, so I won't come. Yeah. So to hear even the inverse, I mean, that's even worse. Yeah. I mean, you're doing that to your kids. It's your kid. Yep. You're telling them they can't come. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's terrible. And, it, but they feel so self-righteous doing it, even with your own family. And they, they, you know, they say what blood is thicker than water. Blood is not thicker than vaccines, apparently. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, well, the blood gets thicker with the clots that it causes. But other than that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Hot water, Will. Hot water. Yeah, hot, um, but yeah, so there's going to be a lot of families that are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving separately this year. Mm -hmm. That's really sad. Right. No, it makes terrible. But you know what? Somebody is offering up solutions to that. Oh, I'd love to hear that. A very brilliant solution. CBS on Thanksgiving <laughs> suggests that families have drinks and hors d'oeuvres in the garage while everyone takes a COVID rapid test. You wait for the results before going inside. You can make it playful, make it fun, and then be able to enjoy the holiday. Here's the clip. It might be a difficult conversation before people step into your house to say, whoa, wait a minute. Where's your card? What's your status yep. before you walk into my home? This is tough because people are all over the map on this, and they're also all over the map with their risk tolerance. But the rapid tests have made this a lot easier. Right. Because whatever people's vaccination status is, we can actually confirm safety on the spot. So if it feels like it's going to be weird, maybe make it kind of fun. Say we're going to start with hors d'oeuvres in the garage. You know, we'll have drinks. <laughs> we'll do our rapid test and then come on in. Right. You can make it playful, make it fun and then be able to enjoy the holiday because you're not worried about safety. 
All right. Yeah. yeah. What about stamina? Uh, okay. he, they were like, all right, yeah. They all burst out laughing as soon yes. as she said it because like, you can't be serious. And she just kept that straight. Make it fun. It'll be good. There's nothing more fun than eating deviled eggs with your family in the cold garage. <laughs> right. While somebody shoves a stick up your nose yeah, for your rapid test. That's, I mean, that's every Thanksgiving. Am I right? Happy holiday season. That's what I think. <laughs> every Thanksgiving is something getting shoved up your nose. I mean, uh, it's, it's all about getting tested. Just you amazing. Know, feeling like an alien around your family. That's what Thanksgiving is oh, all about. Isn't yeah. It? Hallelujah. And no, guys, see, they should just they should just treat it. If, if you're going to be like this, just treat it like okay. I if if they're all about this like settler narrative and everything, mm -hmm. it's like I am the settler, you know, mm. and I might have diseases, and I'm coming into oh. this Thanksgiving. You are the natives. And Guns and germs to, and steel you know, type thing. Yeah. And we're yeah. just going to like come together and, and have we're a We're going to role play. Yeah, The exactly. pilgrims and the natives. Except it's not that bad. Except you're not going to have any fun during this one. No. Because I'm sticking a stick up your nose and rapid testing you while you eat a crab cake. People, have, people don't have crab cakes on Thanksgiving. That's like an hors d'oeuvre type of thing, you know? I'm thinking in the comments, do you have crab cakes on Thanksgiving? No, that's no, like no. maybe in the Northeast. I don't know about. Yeah, like I don't think that's typical. In Florida, did you I'm have crab saying. cakes for Thanksgiving hors d'oeuvres? Sometimes my grandmother would be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do something a little different," and she would do different seafoods and things. What? Well, do you have Pre the the story about uh, what's gonna happen with climate change and how we're all gonna? What we're gonna have to eat for Thanksgiving oh, yes. when climate change we're, destroys the world. We're gonna get there because that is that's the final step in this transition. But <laughs> NBC's Vicky Nguyen, you know, you can just what did why you not say? Vicky Nguyen? Oh, okay. What do you what do you think I, I said? Didn't, I didn't understand her name. <laughs> Yen? I don't know what's the proper pronunciation. It's Nguyen. N G U Y E N. Nguyen. Right. I'm positive. Learn that from the way that I Bojack pronounced Horseman. it. Yes, from <laughs> Diane. Anyways, when you're done having your hors d'oeuvres in the garage and sticking a COVID rapid test up your nose, is there going to be turkey for you waiting inside? Let's find out. Pal and Zell and etiquette experts are a little mixed on this, but you could ask everybody to just throw in cash, five, ten dollars. Mm. That really adds up. And while we are on the topic of something that could be controversial perhaps forego the turkey. Bear with me. Ooh. I know that is the staple of the Thanksgiving meal. However, some people think turkey is overrated. And so it tends to be the most expensive thing on the table. Maybe you do an Italian feast instead. And I will say this, <laughs> if you tell everyone you're having a Thanksgiving without turkey, some guests may drop off the list and that's a way to cut costs too. The Italian, the Italian and mafia is obviously paying this <laughs> to say these there's oh, like a gun behind them no, let's just go to Maggiano's for Thanksgiving doesn't that sound good etiquette expert there's so many problems with this segment first okay first two things one so now your Thanksgiving is you show up your family calls you evil you go sit on the cold garage floor <laughs> yeah. then you get inside and you have fettuccine alfredo <laughs> this is the worst Thanksgiving ever this is horrible. Thanksgiving okay? ever. But secondly, secondly, to her point, I have to give credit where credit's due. Turkey is not the best part of Thanksgiving Ooh, by any means. Well, turkey is so good. Turkey I is good because that. you have gravy. If you don't I don't have use gravy, gravy on my turkey, but sure. Well, I'm team gravy. I'm yeah, team, team cranberry gravy. sauce. Ew. Cranberry sauce is awesome. Amla's gonna I don't like mixing the sweet with the salty. It's not good. Oh my yeah. gosh. Cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes on turkey is fantastic. While everyone else is eating Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> Amla's going to be in the garage eating cranberry sauce <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> with crab rapid cakes. test in yeah. my nose. <laughs> one rapid test, one cranberry <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Amazing uh. stuff. And if that is not enough for you, if that's not enough, the hors d'oeuvres with the rapid test and then going inside to have no turkey to eat, I don't know, Alfredo and ravioli. Here's what Thanksgiving uh, dinner is supposedly going to look like as a result of climate change. Here's the picture. Green crab and blue crab, lab-grown turkey, kelp salad, prickly pear pie, and oyster stuffing. What's on the Thanksgiving table in a hotter and drier world? Ew. <laughs> is that supposed to be good? Are they saying that that's good? They're saying it's what's going to be on your on the Thanksgiving table because right. of climate change. Once when climate change takes its toll on the planet, they say this is what you're going to be eat eating. Oyster stuffed what? Oyster stuffing, just oyster stuffing <laughs> instead of your typical uh, Thanksgiving turkey stuffing. How do you stuff an oyster? 
I think there's oysters in the stuffing. It's not stuffed oysters. It's oyster, <laughs> oyster stuffing. stuffing. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. But either way, I don't want to eat it. Yeah, either way. <laughs> I like oysters, that. but I still don't want this on Thanksgiving. Well, oysters are gross, first oh of all. Oh, my gosh. It, I mean... Will has the palate of a two-year-old. No, I do not. Yes, he does. No, I just know what's good. Oysters are not good. Kelp, I like oysters. Kelp salad. Prick, I've had prickly pear, too. Got it from the farmer's market. Not good. Prickly pears doesn't taste good. And it's actually prickly. You can't hold it. It's actually it. prickly. It hurts. It hurts to hold. Oh my gosh. I wonder why they named it that. <laughs> it's so they should weird. have called it painful pear because you hold it. It's just pain. Uh, so now, okay, so now you're, oh my goodness. This is yeah. the worst Thanksgiving ever. This worst, is, worst trip to Olive Garden ever. This is a hate crime. Michael, it's not a hate crime. Well, I hated it. This is exactly how I feel. This is exactly how I feel about everything that's happening right now. You guys right just now. need to lower your expectations. This is exactly what it sounds like, guys. This is the most ex expensive Thanksgiving we are going to have in America. Well, at least Thanksgiving meal we'll have in America in a very, very long time. But who told you you should expect anything else? I remember, it's your fault. I remember July 4th when they were talking about barbecues. And they were like, oh, yeah, hot dogs are four cents cheaper. Isn't this great? Isn't the economy just booming? And now it's like turkeys are like way more expensive and all this other stuff is way more expensive right. and they're like don't worry about it it's fine it's fine just get all of, just get unlimited breadsticks and salad for your family but don't worry we, we released two days worth of gas from the emergency gas reserves that yeah, are there to help defend america in case we get bombed to smithereens but uh you know we got two days of a holiday so gas is going to go down a little bit and all of your problems are solved america in beverly hills gas is literally like six dollars a gallon insane it is. Who That's can afford crazy. that? That's crazy. Well, the people, many people in Beverly Hills. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But it's I'm like, I'm going to have to shop at the Dollar Tree to save money this Thanksgiving. Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's not a dollar anymore. It's a dollar 25. Dollar 25 tree. Dollar 25 Doesn't tree. Doesn't have the same ring to it. And you can't even get Italian food at Dollar Tree for your Thanksgiving no, you dinner. Unless you want like a hot pocket, a pepperoni <laughs> hot pocket, then by all means. Uh, have you said pepperoni hot pocket? Exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't did like. A, why you did a French accent for that? But. I, I know. I, sh I meant to do Italian. Sorry. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't put two and two together and say a great way to save money is to require vax passports for your Thanksgiving dinner, and then you don't have to deal with your crazy unvaccinated family members, and you don't have to pay to feed them. If they were smart, that's how they should be framing this. That thing is their insanity. But instead, they want to add an extra layer of Thanksgiving protection at your household. Here's one more from Axios. No one really wants this job, but millions of households may need their own. A Thanksgiving bouncer. The cover charge? A negative COVID test done ahead of arrival or outside the front door. That defeats the purpose of saving money, though, because now you have to pay the bouncer. Now you have yeah, to pay the who's bouncer. Paying the bouncer. This is their solution. Well, the bouncer's your five-year-old cousin, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can just see Timmy sitting there and asking people like, "Oh, you know, not enough chicks. You gotta go back <laughs> get some chicks, and then you can come in." Like a real bouncer. Have you seen Project X? <laughs> yeah. When they hire the freshmen to be the bouncers at the to be the security at the party, and they're I like these little skinny, scrawny kids, and they're wearing like the the yellow vest that says security. That's what I picture. It's just a little kid sitting uh -huh. at the front door, being like, "Hey, Uncle Will." Got your uh, negative COVID test with the little flashlight. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let me see it. Like flipping it in the light, yeah. like making sure. <laughs> Mommy told me I could sit at the adults table after this. Yeah. Uh, what's your address on the card? Huh? <laughs> say what's it, your date of birth, huh? Yeah, say it backwards. <laughs> you know it's so what? <laughs> this is obviously fake. Dad said I could play video games all weekend if I do this. And that's exactly what it's going to be. That's your Thanksgiving bouncer. Man, to think that someone is, act to think that people actually take this serious. That's, they do. I mean, to that someone actually put pen to paper and wrote this and said, you need a bouncer at your Thanksgiving. Like, first of all, you don't trust your family members enough when they're coming to your house to say, hey, I'm vaccinated or I'm not vaccinated or, hey, you know, I got a negative COVID test. You literally have to have someone outside of your house. Yeah. Like they To say people, I, I'm not trying to be uh, egregious with what I'm saying or uh, exaggerating. Mm -hmm. I mean, to think that they are trying to destroy the family, that is what this is. I'm not trying to exaggerate, but seriously, no. when they do something like this and say that you need to, to have COVID tests and, and vax tests and a bouncer for your family members when they're coming to have dinner with you on a sacred night every yep. of the holiday. 
I mean, truly, they want to destroy the family, okay? Yep. We're laughing about this, but it is a greater picture of them wanting to destroy what America is. Again, they make you think that, that America sucks, Thanksgiving sucks, all these things are bad for you so that they can destroy it, so that they can destroy you and all the things you love. Yeah, the family is the strongest relationship, the strongest unit you can have. I don't care if you're an American or in any country that you're in. The family is the strongest thing that you have, and they're blatant attack on the family and them being so okay with you sacrificing your family for the sake of what your ideal ideological beliefs are is just really concerning and the fact that people see this and they don't think it's insane and they're not laughing at it they're not gasping at it they just think this is normal even more concerning even more concerning yes well, very much so now back to not serious stuff <laughs> ben Shapiro tweeted out this uh, little uh, photo for building your Thanksgiving plate uh, created by the ve the the every mom for credit there. So we're going to build our Thanksgiving plates here. And you guys do so in the comments down below. You pick a thing from each row and it creates your little uh, your little number and letterscape. So we got to start off with row A through D. What's your protein of choice? Mine is definitely turkey, A, 100%. I saw people doing this definitely wrong. Definitely team turkey. What do you mean? Why, well, aren't you just supposed to choose one from each one? You are supposed to choose one that's from what each I, I don't want to choose just one, though. This is, Amer this is America. This well, that's is the America. point. Last time I checked, I think it's still America. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you're only allowed to choose one. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to choose one as yeah, well. Yeah, from each row. So let's uh, play it that way. Okay. Because obviously we like all the stuff on here, basically. For the most part. So just part. choose the one that you choose from each row. Okay. And my answer is stupidly right there that everyone can see. It is. Well, I definitely choose turkey. <laughs> what did I put? You put turkey. turkey. Okay. What did I put? Okay. It's like for consistency. Where's prickly pear? Before, before I perjure myself. <laughs> yeah. What did I put? Taylor, what are you choosing? Yeah, turkey, of course. Okay. Uh, row two. Uh, definitely mashed potatoes, too. Yeah. Uh, I put bread rolls. Bread is a strong second. Are you kidding second. me? No, I'm not kidding you. I love the bread That's rolls. That's a waste of carbs. What? It's a strong what? second. Not, bread rolls with butter? butter? Yeah, what? so good. Nah. Get out of town, so Taylor. Especially Stuffing the, is the, the special second. bread rolls for Thanksgiving. I'm literally going to go to Whole Foods Wait, after this say, and go get some bread rolls. Do y'all say stuffing or dressing? Oh, I have both. Both? Yeah. What, mm -hmm. Is there a difference? No, there's no difference. I just say both depending on how well, I feel. Which one's right? I say both. Both of them are right. Yeah, both are right. I think it's like a regional thing. I don't know. My grandmother says stuffing and dressing. Gotta love the stuffing and the dressing. What do you call stuffing carbonated beverages? Soda. Cancer. Or sparkling. <laughs> or sparkling. Depending if it's just water. Will ruined it. <laughs> As usual. I don't drink soda. Stuffing in Minnesota. Okay, Boy, so what are you picking? Channel. What are you um, picking, Taylor? For the second one. For the second one? I told you mashed potatoes. Okay. okay. I like mashed potatoes too, but they have to have gravy. But it's like, it's not Thanksgiving if you don't also have like stuffing sure 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 listen but you're you choosing get to pick your one favorite. you're choosing your favorite you're choosing okay? your favorite choosing if we lived in a socialist of... america and you could only pick one mm -hmm. okay row your, three these are your rations it's like a chipotle when they ask you black or pinto i'm like i want half and half so mm -hmm. right here i'm gonna get half mashed potatoes oh half my that's gosh. extra so lame <laughs> it's not extra row three i'm choosing green bean casserole um i can't say f. what they are i There's said f okay if salad. I, if i skip row three can i get double on row two no you don't get to change you guys the rules. Are misers. We're rule Nazis. You get to choose one. <laughs> you can pick salad, green bean casserole. Van from each roll. Uh green bean casserole. Salad's boring. Yeah, I chose green bean casserole. Brussels sprouts are okay. disgusting. Mushrooms All of are us disgusting. choose green bean casserole. I would have casserole. chose mushrooms too, but I've never had that on Thanksgiving. I hate mushrooms. I'm okay. Mushroom. Uh and fourth row, I'm gonna go ahead and sit this one out because I hate pie. I think it's gross. So you that. hate America? Wow. I love a good Just, pie. You love a good pie, so which one do you choose? Pumpkin. Pumpkin? Of course, pumpkin's the best pie in the world. Oh, debatable. I'm gonna go... Debatable. Okay, well, here's another another regional dialect thing. How do you say the word P-E-C-A-N? Uh, both ways, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't have a, sit, a singular way say that I it. say that. Pecan or pecan? A pecan. <laughs> no, you don't. I think people, no, some, some people do say that. You're fired if you a say that. Pecan? No, they don't. If they're, can, they're also pecan. fired. No, that's they what say I say. That. I say pecan. No, you don't. You're fired. Everyone in my family, we all say pecan. No, you don't. It's a Colorado thing. June, in the chat, if you're tell us how you right say now, it. Unacceptable. No, we all say your son this way. Unacceptable. <laughs> Taylor, I remember Taylor went to Colorado with me and he met my family and it was like fall time and we literally had pecan pie. Yeah, this totally happened. No. Oh, you're lying. Yeah. Okay, I hey, was Lord, gonna say nobody says that. Why would you that. do that to me? She was actually falling for it. I know, and then you ruined it. Wow. Nobody says that. 
I say pecan. Okay, good. Pecan. Say, pecan? No, I don't. Pecan. You say pecan? pecan. I think I regularly but, but say pecan. But I think pecan. you say like, like when you say the pie, it's like, pe- I don't say pecan pie. I say, I say pecan pie. Pecan pie. Yeah. yeah. Pecan pie. Sweet pecan pie. Pecans. Pecans. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just depends. Okay, guys. We built our plates. We did it. And mine is I the best. Yours are pretty good. I think ours was exactly the same. You just didn't have any pie on it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, because you picked bread rolls, you weirdo. You didn't. I thought you were just I raving about potatoes. bread rolls. No, they're good with butter. Bread rolls. But over mashed potatoes. Rolls. Fine by me. <laughs> put it on. Add them on. Put it on. <laughs> now, you guys, if you've been on Twitter or Instagram, you might have seen a recent trend where people are looking up their names on Urban Dictionary to see what Urban Dictionary has defined their names as. We have done the same, and we are going to tell you what our names mean on Urban Dictionary, starting with William. Let's see if this is accurate uh, at all. Let me zoom in for you guys. Immediately, I'm thinking not accurate. (laughs) Just kidding. We like to bully Will. William, a guy that can be the guy of your dreams. Okay, okay. Can be. Can be. There's potential there. You would feel like he wouldn't notice you, but deep down, he's probably thinking the same thing. He's the type of guy that once you get to know him, you are like best friends, and after a while, you are pretty much falling in love with him. He's an amazing kisser. Will, did you write this? Um, yeah, what's the username listen. of the person that wrote <laughs> yeah. this? Bill Bit. I'm not going to read that <laughs> other part because that's inappropriate. He's an amazing boyfriend and makes you feel like you are his only one, even if you're not. <laughs> He's the one that you will have late convocations with on the phone until 3 a.m. He will say a lot of sweet things to you. This music is so loud. He will say a lot. It's not as loud on the stream. He will say a lot of sweet things to you and make you smile every single day you spend with him. A William is moody at times, but he can get. (laughs) And he can get violent and aggro. Uh, he, you better not tell anyone I'm violent. <laughs> he also would do something that he would regret later. William is a bit naughty. I'm not going to read that. Okay, <laughs> moving on. He worries you a little bit, but he always tells you not to worry. He's a heartbreaker, but he tries to mean well. Once you meet a William, you can never get over one. He would hold you in his arms for hours. This girl is just fantasizing. Whoever wrote this, kiss you on the forehead and tell you that he loves you. He will hold your hand in front of his mates. Oh my goodness, that's a big step. And tell Wait, you... In front of his mates? Is in front of his mates. Did an Aussie right, Chris? Yeah, oh, got my, an Aussie right. In front of his mates. My <laughs> and tell you that you are beautiful. He will always... You will always love him in a way, and he could never be replaced. Once you go William, you never go back. Wow. And here, they put even a little scene, a little scene back and forth with William versus a girl. William, I love you. Girl, I love you more. William, not possible. Girl, you are my everything. William, and you are mine. (laughs) That sounds just like me. Some girl is like... As you guys watch this show, and I'm sure you can think this is just like me. Some girl is having problems. Oh my no, God. except you guys, if you're watching the show, you're probably like the girls like, I love you. And I'm like, you're gaining weight. That's probably <laughs> what you guys are thinking that I'm going to say. But I would not. I got a really short description for mine. Amala, a fun person that always has a smile on her face to brighten your day. Very emotional, yet strong and capable. Extremely loving and means the world to so many people. She has an amazing sense of humor and can always make you laugh. She'll always have good advice. Ooh, ooh, no. And be great comfort when you're feeling down. Amala is an amazing person to know. Mine was so nice. Yeah, mine was full of, of backhanded comments. Yeah, yours was, really, <laughs> yours was giving me whiplash. Mine was really nice. Will, was yours was your screen name Bethany Adams in 2009? <laughs> yes, it was. How did you know? <laughs> that was very sweet of you to write about Amala. <laughs> Amala's, Amala's mostly all of those things. Mostly all, except what? Except which one? <clears throat> um, uh-huh, tell, say it. I'd have to go back and read oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's Taylor's. Tailors are caring and loving. They have big hearts and are usually extremely sensitive. Sensative. Sensative. Uh, even you if they might sensitive. not show it. Tailors are also very good looking and have nice bodies. This is very true. <laughs> Every single tailor. Obviously. <laughs> Taylor is also very successful when it comes to guys and flirting. This is... <laughs> Will can vouch for this. I can... No. He, we can't get anything done at the office because all he does is flirt with you. That's it's hilarious. So typical. Okay. They have a good. This is the problem of having a unisex name. 
Your Urban yeah. Dictionary entry is written for a girl. <laughs> they have a good sense of style and have nice hair. Taylors often cause people to stare because of their nice figures and pretty faces. My nice figures. Uh, Taylor's <laughs> chest. Amy. I'm trying to look at his eyes. Pfizer up here, buddy. Taylor, Taylor is a very funny person and will make you laugh. If you know a Taylor, make sure that you never let her go. Because I won't. Because she is an extremely loving friend. And here's your dialogue. Person one, wow, that girl is stunning. Is she a model? Person two, no, that's just Taylor. <laughs> that's funny. Being amazing as always. Oh, man, look, look at that girl's butt. Is she a model? No, that's just that's Taylor. Just Taylor. <laughs> that figure and that pretty face. Gee, she's like an hourglass. <laughs> oh, man, this was, this was too flattering. Yeah. This was really good. Well, mine's the only one that said I was a good kisser. Yeah, well, that's good because you often give the advice of just kiss her. So I'd mm -hmm. hope you I hope you have some. <laughs> that talent. was also for just for the William entry, which you've never gone by. And uh, there was no entry that's for Will. That's exactly so. right. That's because the page crashed. It did. Yeah. These, are, these are the world's worst horoscopes. Yeah, that's basically all this is. But it's funny seeing people put these on their Instagram story and take right. it very seriously. Right. Yeah. Do people take these seriously? I don't know. Goofballs. I'm sure somewhat. Knuckleheads. Puffballs, <laughs> if you will. Fuzzballs. Fuzzballs. That's what it is. That's what that? it is. Balls. Throwback for those of you that watch the stream every day. I'm still crying from laughing. My goodness. Guys, that ends our stream. We're not going to be on tomorrow because tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We'll be too busy giving thanks to be on. But I'm going to give thanks right now. And thank you guys for watching. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for watching our PragerU content and listening to what we have to say on a daily basis when we do our stream at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. We will be back on Friday at the same time to give you a full-length show and talk about topics that are dear to you. We also have a special guest on the show Friday, Drew Hernandez, you may recognize from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. He's the one who got the initial footage of the incident with Kyle Rittenhouse. So an extremely special guest on the show to highlight what was happening during that trial. Thank you guys so much for watching and supporting, and we will be back Friday. Remember how important gratitude is tomorrow, everyone. Yes. Thank the people who you might not usually thank. Go out of your way to thank them. Tell them how important they are to you and, and, and let them know that it's not just about, you know, eating deviled eggs off the cold garage floor. It is also about thanking the people who are close to you and who have done a lot for you. So, Taylor, And it's Amala. about celebrating America, yeah. by the way. It is. Yeah. Taylor and Amala, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Will and Taylor. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Taylor, you're, thanks for being such a pretty girl. And so sensitive, Taylor. <laughs> sensitive. Yeah. Couldn't do it without you guys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you.